Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Country artist was just added to Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People. And it's probably not who you would guess. Maybe some top guesses would be like Morgan Wallen. Mm. No. Luke Combs was on the list back in 2021. Garth. Garth. Nope. It's Kelsey Ballerini. Mm. So Kelsey's obviously being recognized. Mm, great reaction. <laughs> I, um, okay. <laughs> obviously. She's being recognized for trailblazing for truth in the art she releases. This is pointing towards her EP, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat, which is a collection of songs about her, uh, it like documents her divorce process, but also often forgotten about is the book of poetry she released last year. I always forget about that. I know. And uh, something I think is really cool and unique about the time 100 lists is that they always get another celebrity or public figure who knows the candidate well in their personal lives to write a short like essay or short article about them. It's always interesting to see like, oh, Michael B. Jordan was nominated. Who wrote his little expose? You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I need to write a book of poetry. A book of prose. That's what I need to do. I think you might be late to the trend. Nah. I think it's out. Poetry doesn't die. It just When's continues. When's the last time you read it? Was there what, what, what? Dude, nobody reads poetry, That's but right. everybody's got it. <laughs> anyway, the person who wrote the short essay about Kelsey Ballerini is none other than Shania Twain, which is pretty cool. Shania Twain writes an essay about me. I'm dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kelsey, um, I'll say this. To paraphrase and give you a gist of it all, here are some of the things that Shania said in her short essay. Kelsey and I first met at a country music awards show. I remember thinking back then how talented she was at such a young age. She isn't afraid to be vulnerable and really brave with her songwriting. At this year's CMT Awards, she performed with a full troupe of drag queens as her backup dancers, which was fabulous. She has a powerful sense of self in those moments because she knows where her heart is and she always leads with love and inclusivity no matter what. I will say that I was a little surprised at the VMAs, like her performance at the VMAs. Uh-huh. Cool that she had like a little wardrobe change in the middle of yeah, it. Yeah, a little foggy. But I wasn't sure because I feel like in the country world we kind of live in our own little bubble sometimes. Uh-huh. How many people would be singing that song back? And there was a lot of people that knew every word. So, good for her. Yeah. I, don't, I have a hard time putting Kelsey only in the country music category because she's so next-gen Taylor Swift, pop country. Like, she sits right in between those two genres. Versatile, as they would say. She's versatile. Tell her that next time she's here. Last week, Remy told you about Zach Bryan's arrest, but more has been released since then. And to kind of catch you up on Friday morning, the story just, like, took the internet by storm as Zach Bryan had been arrested in Oklahoma. He actually went on his stories to tell his story himself rather than just, like, letting the headlines do it. 
and essentially saying, you know, he got pulled over. They asked him for his address. He didn't want to give it because of safety reasons. A few days later, he gets pulled over again. He feels like, oh my gosh, the cops around here are just out to get me. And he gets too sassy. As he says, too lippy. Um gets taken to jail. Do you see the body cam footage? I was just going to say, so that's what <laughs> happened over the weekend is the body cam footage came out. And <laughs> I mean, it is, I think, exactly what like he was explaining. Like it is what I think what he said it would be. It was just so abrupt. It is abrupt. <laughs> specifically, I think because Zach Bryan's done a huge job at making sure so far in his career, he's he has uh, used his character as a big as a big column for that. And mm-hmm. like, he's, you know, a very, he always thinks about being a godly person and having a great character. All his fans know him as being so there for them before he's there for the money or anything else. So then I think seeing this footage and hearing him say, you know, you know, it's not going to be good. And then you see it and it's not good. It does take you back. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the cop says, it's you can all- get in your car. You can go to jail. And he right. says, take me to jail. And the cop's like, okay. Well, all right. Like, take him to jail. Yeah. I have a feeling that because his security guard is the one that got pulled over. And he decides that he's going to get out of the car. And I think what he's trying to do here is show his face in hopes that the police officer is like, oh, snap, that's Zach Bryan. Wait, this is your security guard? You guys are good. That's what, in my mind, that's what's going on. In my mind, he is being a little bit more, um, I could see, I could see guys like who maybe I've grown up with doing this where they know they're getting pulled over again. So they just get out of the car to have a like, Hey, I'm here. There's nothing wrong. Like I'm here to have a face to face conversation and say, you know, it's all good. What's your deal? When in reality, you know that when you get pulled over, you're not supposed to get out of the car. Yeah. Well, no, he didn't get pulled over. But the security guard did. But I think he knew that it was because of him. Either way, I do think his rise to fame came a little too quick for him to be feeling completely safe. Like I totally understand how in his mind, he was probably like, you're asking me for my address, but you could know who I am. I don't necessarily have all the security, I think, to feel safe because all this has happened so quickly. I'm not giving it to you. Then it happens again a few days later, and he's like, what's going on? They're coming after me. You know, I think it's just, it might have all just got to his head a little too quick. Perhaps, perhaps. But I think when when the uh, police officer didn't recognize him, and then he's like, well, I sold out the show. You know, a couple right. nights ago, I was doing this. And so he was saying... right. Passively, do you know who I am? Uh-huh. Passively. He didn't actually say those words, but yeah. it was kind of funny to watch. It there is- there are conspiracy theorists out there that say this is all fake. And I do wonder if it's because it all happened in his home state of Oklahoma, if that also just gave him the comfortability to talk so much ish to the cop. The comfortability to be like, oh, I'm home. I'm from here. Like, yeah. what do you mean you don't know who I am right I now? I love the line. I know so many police officers. I, I know, know so Shannon. many police officers in Tulsa right now. I love that line so much when I know. people get pulled over. It was, uh. I know Nate, the sheriff. <laughs> Three towns over. But yeah, so, you know, it, I was going to play a little bit of the, the audio, but I'm sure you can imagine exactly how it goes. One artist is not standing for pricey concert tickets and won't even let fans purchase them to come see him. Oliver Anthony, a.k.a. the artist who went viral a few weeks ago for yep. his songs, Richmond, North of Richmond. That song went crazy. It hit all the tops of the charts without having a label being signed, without really having any team behind the song at all, just like a video of him singing it. 
blew up. In the forest. Him singing it somewhere in the forest. <laughs> well, now he's starting to be booked at like these bigger venues. He's doing more than just playing in local bars like he used to. And he got booked at the famous Cotton Eye Joe bar in Knoxville. But I guess once he found out what ticket prices, what, you know, tickets were being sold for, he couldn't handle it. He had to jump out of his truck on the side of the highway to apologize to fans. I had to pull off on the side of the road and make this video. Don't buy Cotton Eye Joe tickets for $99 a piece. And sure as hell don't buy VIP passes for whatever price they're on. Don't pay $100 for a ticket. That's horse Wow. It's fired up about them ticket prices. Fired up about ticket prices. I know some artists in the past, like Top of Mind, Garth and Luke Holmes, have both made pacts to not let their ticket prices get over a certain dollar amount. Sure. In order to, like, appease the fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can do that because they're... Big ass rock stars. But I will say that that has not happened with Garth. His Vegas show is like three or four hundred bucks a ticket. Well, yeah, but I mean like his tour. I'm, look this up. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. It is a thing. No, you're right. Garth Brooks has always wanted to make his concerts affordable and all the things. And Luke Combs the same way. I don't know what Luke Combs was. But he, I mean, Garth really did ruffle some feathers with his Vegas show. You can't like take out your phone. Oh, and, well, yeah, that's a whole nother. And there's this whole ticket price thing. Anyways, go on. So instead of reducing ticket prices at Cotton Eye Joe for Oliver Anthony to something he deemed more understandable, Cotton Eye Joe just got sassy right back. And they posted a big statement canceling the show altogether. In their statement, they call it, quote, a damn shame for the fans. But... That was good. I like that. It's <laughs> it's crazy because they're almost like airing out all the launch. Like they got up on social media, the venue, yeah. and started laying it out. This is what it would cost for us to, you know, have an artist. We made these ticket prices specifically so that we would break even. And if we profited, it would just be from beer sales. I wonder what, what they were paying him. Right. That's the question. I don't know. Because, you know, the artists are making, on, on a show like this, I would say probably five to $20,000, depending on and someone of his status. Right. So then is that is that cause for him to negotiate? Like, okay, I'll take less if you make this yeah. ticket price less. Supposedly, they were pricing it to just break even, and they were upset about his little video. He apologized later on, making another statement. He said, Cotton Eye Joe's been canceled. Ultimately, it's my fault for not being more direct directly involved with the venue. My plate's been full and I gave responsibility to someone else to help me book. I'm not pointing my fingers, but I don't know where miscommunication took place. Back to the farmer's market we go. Back to the farmer's market (laughs) where it's free. Like he's always said, he's not down to like sell out big venues or do anything too crazy. So at least he really is sticking true to his true self. And you know, it's Oliver Anthony, so he will succeed regardless. Hank Williams Jr. got married in Alabama over the weekend. There you go. The country legend reveals that he and his, well, previous girlfriend, Brandy tied the knot in front of family and friends on Saturday. And very little is known about Brandy. So, I mean, like, we don't know her last name. She's 26. No. <laughs> Not Chris Evans. No, I have no. I tried to look it up. I don't know what her age is. She's gorgeous, but I definitely want to say she's above age 50, which is, I think Hank is 75. She's kind of throwing me uh, Miranda Lambert vibes. A little, a little bit. bit. Yeah. 
I think that as Miranda Lambert ages, this is exactly what she'll be giving. Yeah. So um, also remember that the Williams family has had a lot of hardships over like the last decade whenever one of Hank's daughters died in a car accident. And then just last year, his wife and the mother of his children, she passed away super unexpectedly. It was a crazy, scary, like liposuction accident. Yeah, it was... Yeah, that was weird. It was it was wild, but it's about time for this family to have, you know, some exciting news about a new beginning. And in announcing the news, he also shared that they actually got engaged on Mother's Day. So they've been engaged for a second, but, you know, felt no need to wait any longer. And a statement was put out on Hank's social media accounts, which we can, you know, tell he does not run them. But it said, Hank and Brandy were married on September 9th in Banks, Alabama, in front of their family and friends. A reception followed. They got engaged earlier this year, and the bride and groom have known each other and been friends since 2003. I'm going to start running my Instagram account like that in third person. Today, Remy (laughs) went here. Today is Remy's 10th anniversary. I also have numbers here. He's 74, she's 43. Okay, bigger age difference than expected, but... But it's Hollywood. At that point. It's country music, whatever. It is what it is. Um, And I do think it's important for them to make note of them saying like, okay, they've known each other. They've been friends since 2003 because um, of his wife having passed away not very long ago at all. I think it's important to say that, you know, this isn't just some fleeting person. They've known each other. She probably knew his wife, Mary, before she passed, and it's like a respectful situation. Um, Either way, congrats to them. All the articles and pictures and things are on our Facebook page. Ashley McBride surprised everyone with a language that none of us knew she could communicate with. Ashley is awesome, and she's got such great character. I feel like she's someone someone you know is just a genuine type of person. And I love that she still makes the time to learn new things, even though she's out on the road, she's making new music, she's a you know rock star in the country world as of right now. But one of the newest things that she is learning is American Sign Language. So recently she pulled up a little girl onto stage and before doing anything else, she looked out into the crowd at the parents and she used American Sign Language to essentially ask consent. Like, is it okay that she come up here with me? Can I ask her questions? Yeah. Everybody was uh, hearing abled, like nobody was deaf here, but she just used it as a way to say like, I want to make sure with you that it's cool. And then they were like, yep. So they went on and did it. And she that caught everyone's attention and begged the question, wait a second, is Ashley McBride no ASL? American Sign Language. I'm learning ASL. Yeah, that's important to me. But I also think, you know, when we have interpreters at shows, when we, if you've got video capability, wouldn't it be lovely if I could tell our ASL audience myself that I'm happy you are here? Something that just caught my attention right off the bat is the idea that, do you know how many times recently at music festivals and really big concerts, a fight breaks out or somebody gets hurt and the crowd is trying to tell the artist, hey, you need to stop singing. You need to turn the lights on. And it's so hard because it's so loud and it's dark and there's so many people there and that's how people get hurt. I thought this is such a genius way for an artist to be able to look out at the crowd and be able to read what someone is saying without necessarily having to hear them or sure. like read it on a sign. Yeah. Yeah. And like she said about the interpreters, I always think that they're, right. it's almost, uh, 
kind of entertaining to watch the interpreters get into the songs as well. I love when they real like when you can tell they love the artist. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 fun. I know uh, the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater has them, and not at every show. I don't think no, maybe I, they do, and I just don't notice. But yeah, I don't know if that's something that comes with the venue or with the team of the artist. Yeah. I really don't know. Yeah. It's always at Taylor Swift shows. I'll tell you that much. I will say that having knowing more than one language, whether that be sign language or Spanish or French or German or whatever, always going to be Oh, advantageous. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Ashley McBride for, you know, taking another extra step to try and be inclusive, but also try and keep everybody safe and happy at her shows. A new country baby has been born. Maddie of Maddie and Tay just had her first baby, and it is a boy. What up, what up? Maddie and Tay, so I think it was either in 2022 or 2021 when Tay had her first. So... And I think they're both around like 27, 28 years old. They like got married at the same time. Now they're having babies at the same time. They have this like awesome career that they've been doing since they were teenagers. So they really are kind of living the best friend dream of experiencing all these things together, right? Do we have a name? The name is Forrest Henry Font. Forrest Font. Forrest Font. I can't say their last name without thinking of like a, a Times New Roman. Yeah, Comic Sans. Yeah. (laughs) Forrest Henry Font, Helvetica. That sounds like (laughs) something someone would name their kid in 2023. (laughs) Was born on Saturday at 4 o'clock p.m., weighing 7 pounds, 10 ounces. And Maddie posted online, and she said, after 37 hard hours of labor, finally getting to push, but ending up having an emergency C-section anyway... Forrest Henry Font made his debut thanks to the incredible team, blah, blah, blah. It was a really scary experience, but they made it as calm as possible. Forrest is everything we could have ever dreamed of. I like that name. Forrest? Yeah. Because you're really into Forrest Green, too. That's true. Like the actual color. Like Yeah, like that's having a moment for you, too. Yeah. So, very (laughs) cute for them. I don't know. I would assume they're not touring the rest of this year. Obviously, I would assume she's taking some maternity leave from all of this, but congrats to Maddie and Tay. Lainey Wilson will perform Rain, Shine, Microphone, or Megaphone. Okay, so Lainey Wilson sold out show at the legendary Billy Bob's down in Texas. They hit a bit of a snag on Friday night because lightning struck the venue's sound equipment. And maybe Lainey's just been like performing a lot over the last year or two, but this feels like a story that is just reoccurring for her. It's happened a couple times, right? Like lightning hits the stage or it's a huge storm or, um, you know, there's technical difficulties amongst the equipment. So certainly she knew she was not about to let her fans down, especially because to perform at Billy Bob's is like, it's a big thing. It's not like just another venue. And I know artists get really pumped up about it. And she did all the things when she got there. Like she put her hand in the concrete and signed her name all kinds of stuff to commemorate that date. So she knew she didn't want to, uh, what's the word? Postpone it. So as it goes out, her cruel crew brings her a megaphone <laughs> and she's looking at it and she's holding a guitar and she's looking at the guy and she's like, what do you want me- what do you want me to do? Hold it and play at the same time? And she did it. She held it. She sang the song. The crowd sang along and everybody got a huge kick out of the fact that she did the rest of her show from a megaphone. That's crazy. 
I bet the audio sounded so crispy and nice. So <laughs> terrible. I, every, I wanted to try and get some audio of it to play for you, and it's just, you know, exactly as bad as you can imagine. Yeah. But that's all. That's kind of like the fun of seeing Lainey Wilson is just knowing her personality and knowing how above and beyond she goes. Even Randy Travis was there to see the performance and then laugh about it with her afterwards. And she posted a picture with him and said... It ain't every night you get to bring out the legendary Randy Travis or sing through a megaphone, but we covered both of them at Billy Bob's. Thank you for your patience while we waited for power to you know, kick back on. I love that because, I, I don't know, I feel like this is a country artist thing too. Uh, I don't know how many times in pop music you ever see like, this, right? When are you going to see Rihanna or yeah. Post Malone hit that? Well, I'm not putting anything past Post Malone. This actually happened to me once. I think it was John Rich was performing at a fair in the area. And it got rained out uh-huh. and he had me go up on stage and say, hey, John's going to perform at this little this little uh, pavilion over instead? here. No, like a pavilion that was set up. So he, he brought out a guitar and he just played for probably 75 people who still hung Stuck out. around. Yeah, it was really cool. You're right. This is a country artist thing to do. They really rarely leave without putting on some kind of performance or making the fans happy somehow. Remy and Casey. 92.3, hello. This is Kendra and Krista from Tiger Lily Gold. Tiger, Tiger Lily Gold! Let's go! Yes. Ladies, good morning. How are you doing? We're excited to see you guys at Songs for Soldiers this year. I don't know if you guys are ready for this crowd. I mean, we are ready, but I hear it's an amazing crowd. We've heard from our friend Alexandra Kay. She was like, you guys are going to have so much fun. The event is absolutely amazing. And yeah, so we're very, very excited. This is like the first year that AK is not performing. So from a local standpoint, she's just blown up so much over the past couple years and used TikTok and Instagram and Facebook to her advantage. I mean, are you guys doing kind of that same thing where it's all about social media nowadays? I mean, it's kind of everything. I think if you don't use social media as a way to reach fans at this point, you know, you're definitely not using every resource you can. It's uh, it's pretty unreal what can happen through the social media world. So if somebody's just seeing you on stage and they don't really recognize Tiger Lily Gold yet or they don't really know you guys yet, they might miss the fact that you're sisters. How is it working so closely with your sister or does the sister thing ever get in the way of the business, vice versa? How How does it go? Honestly, Kendra and I love working together. We love being a duo. It's just like, it's so nice to have your best friend with you through all the highs and lows of the music industry. It's like a real like, aw, answer, but it's actually very true. Mistake me if I'm wrong, but one of you had a bachelorette party this last weekend, yes? Oh yeah, but I got to well, explain a little bit. <laughs> it was my, my fake bachelorette yes. party. So we shot a brand new music video for our song, Shoot Tequila. <laughs> well, I thought it was super funny because I actually just had mine over the weekend. And one of the necessary songs on our Bachelorette playlist was Shoot Tequila. Obviously, it's such a Bachelorette song. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Are you guys sick of Bachelorette parties in in Nashville? Or is that just something you've become accustomed to? Honestly, I love it. I love when we moved to Nashville, we played down on Broadway. They kept it in business. Right. I'm like, I love, I know some people can kind of be like, oh, there's so many bachelorette parties, but I think it's fun. It means the town is thriving. People love to come here and visit. And it's part of the magic of this town, honestly. You might want to have more fake bachelorette parties, you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, Kendra and Krista, we thank you guys so much for being on with us this morning. Can't wait to see you and meet you at Songs for Soldiers this year. Again, tickets on sale at 92.3 WIL.com. Thank you. Bye-bye. Casey covers country.